Get Into Gate. This is episode 184. We are talking Stargate SG1. My name is Mitch. Joining me, we got Matty Gibson. Well, good day. And Brendan Gibson. How you doing, mate? That's right. I'm the only non Gibson in the room, and it sucks balls. Uh, nice to see you. We know that we're the Gibsons, again. but we're not the related Gibsons either. So yeah. it's yeah. a lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah, for anyone who gets new to weird the podcast, here, that's, that's it gets weird. <laughs> that's actually a review and it's now on our poster <laughs> get in the gate it gets a little weird yeah. well we are talking if you are new to the show we talk about stargate every week we talk about say- aliens having sex that's yeah. what we talk about yeah. that's actually what i want you know how like some people on their great not that i want a gravestone because i want to be cremated but that's a whole nother issue but you know how like gravestones is just like the the information about the person then just like something in air quotes yeah i just want mine to be a bit weird, bit weird. <laughs> dot 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 this. Bit weird. Bit weird. Yeah. And then, then the quote is by just says his mum. Bit weird. <laughs> Bit weird. <laughs> Bit weird. But you gotta say it in like the Ricky Gervais. Bit yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Just even put a I picture want. of Ricky there just to really cap it all. <laughs> I mean, hopefully by the time we're dead, like like you know how like photo frames have always been a thing. And mm. then like when we were younger, photo frames became like digital photo frames and yeah. photo frames had was hopefully like eventually like like gravestones. Hologram. Like well, no, yeah, just like something, some kind of digital element. Like it might have like that weird, um, is it Spotify or whatever it is, the, the lines where you can yeah. hold something up to the lines and it just, you can just hold your phone up to my gravestone and those lines will go. It'll take you to a YouTube clip of, of Ricky Gervais going, <laughs> bit weird. <laughs> Maybe let's really wrap this up in the time of oh, COVID. Yeah. There's a little QR code. So you hold you your phone over the website and it takes you straight to the video. Bit weird. Bit weird. I'm happy with that. <laughs> no. We are talking about Stargate as we do each and every week. And uh, if you are new to the podcast, we talk about SG1 and then we talk about SGA. Last week we spoke about SGA, so we're back in the Milky Way. We're talking about episode 17 of season eight of Stargate SG1 this week. It's a little episode called Threads. And when I say little, it ain't so little, at least for some of us. Anyone that's watching this, and you know what? If you're overseas, when I say overseas, anywhere outside Mitchell, of this, Mitchell, what? what? It's, ep- it's episode 18. Okay, I'm going by the DVD that says 17. Oh, okay. Well, there's only 20 episodes this season and there's only Mobius part one and two after this. Okay, I'm glad we're whispering. I hope Brendan can't hear this because this would make this weird. Okay, episode 18. I was going to mention it, but I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. (laughs) (laughs) But I edit it, so probably not. Um, (laughs) Look, it is a special, as it says in the back of the DVD here, a special Mm. 84-minute episode. That's right. Usually it would be a 42-minute episode because this is television. It's an 84-minute episode. Now, that's if you're working with the physical media, which we all have. Not all of us used this week, namely me, because I can't find my DVD. Such a disappointment. At least in Australian streaming services, uh, with the lovely people from Stan, they only have, and when I say only, great not people, their, not their fault at all. Um, they've mm. only got the the television cut of this. Mm. I don't know how this is around the world. If you've got the extended cut on your streaming services available, please write in and let us know because I'd love to be know who to be jealous of. Yeah, but right well, now, I, I don't believe Stan have the um children of the gods special cut either like the oh, one yeah. they they, they on. went back and redid after the show finished you've got to have that in 2009 yeah made that. yeah i don't believe that no one watched that shit either. <laughs> no i mean <laughs> it was nice. i heard the nudity care. was taken out i was like yeah, yeah. Mm. i've literally never seen it Me well neither. this one 
I, you know, as I'm watching threads and we will get into the synopsis in just a second, but as, as I was watching it, I'm like, Oh yeah. I'll, rem- I'll remember this. There's a lot of key mm-hmm. imaging from this that I do remember, but I don't, I could almost guarantee you that I've never seen the extended cut of this. So I know Maddie, you've watched it and I'm really excited to learn what else was in this because otherwise oh, it, yeah. it, it carries on normally. It feels like a normal and fully fledged stargate episode so i'd like to see what uh, what has been cut out considering it's half as long as what it should be but we'll go well, to the you old give us yeah you give us the basic synopsis and then i'll give you the epic synopsis oh imagine that yeah i give you a synopsis and you go no 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 no. let no, no. me what happened. give me 20 minutes of, t- of your time i'll tell you what actually happened well with a climactic battle behind them, the team turns towards personal matters but unbeknownst to them anubis prepares one final attempt to take power Meanwhile, Jackson awakens in a way station between the living world and the world of beings that have ascended. When he learns of Anubis's campaign, will he ascend himself or try to find a way back to save his friends? They say way station. Daniel's in a way station. He's yeah. a way station. A metaphorical way station, I guess, not a literal, like, you know. He's in a diner. Yeah, he's in a diner. <laughs> and that's, and a probably... metaphor- that's a metaphor. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not real. Yeah. And I, I have to apologize to Brendan because the ascended is in inverted commas. So I should have really Austin powered or rather Dr. Mm. Evil this up by saying that he is in a way station between the living world and the world of beings that have ascended. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was the imaging that I, um, I should, we should also make note uh, written by Robert C. Cooper guys. Um, oh, yeah. We, God, yeah. Awkward. The, the imaging that I got from this was just that shot of inside the diner and, and the big fella sitting up in the corner of the, of the bar. And then obviously Omis and like mm. a lot of it, I, I couldn't remember the specifics of it, mm. but I'm like, I remember this being important. Like even in the grand Super scheme of Stargate, yeah. And as you watch this, I'm like, man, they're dropping a lot of knowledge bombs. There's a lot of mythology, rich shit that they're... And I know we were speaking sort of behind the scenes last week, either off mic or in some extended stuff on the podcast before or after maybe our episode two weeks ago. I can't remember, but the plague and stuff. I know we did mention that on our podcast two weeks ago, but I'm like, oh, all of this. I'm like, yeah, this is this feels very important, but also very important just to the personal battle of Daniel himself and so i really dug that about this episode and then you've got so much other shit going on back on earth as well and so yeah it does it does it does what it says literally on the box like we had this massive thing <laughs> and this double parter two weeks ago with reckoning and then we get this which is just about personal relationships or as far as daniel's concerned really i guess his inner turmoil and and a big decision that he has to make and how that's going to affect mm. himself the team and the rest of the franchise really and literal threads, just tying up loose threads yeah. in a good way or a bad way. Like just so many, so many stories end here in in one way or another. Yeah. So I, I love the I love the fact that it's it's called threads. And I also love the fact that it's not the either series or season finale. Like we yeah. still have a double episode after this, which is just SG1 just having their fun adventures. Like they're just going up doing stuff. Like I think if this if this had been the end of the season or the series, it, it would feel a little maudlin in a way. It's a little mm. bit like, oh, is that it? So <laughs> yeah, I full disclosure, I in this rewatch, I didn't watch the 84-minute one, oh. mainly because I had 
to start this recording 30 minutes before I got in and it's a 42 minute episode. So. Okay. Can I just lay all cards on the table then? Uh, this is an 84 I didn't minute. watch it. This is an, oh, no, 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 not true. Um, asterisk. Um, this is an 84 minute episode. I only have the 42 minute cut available to me on Stan and I only watched mm. about 25 minutes of that. So um, we're dealing with... <laughs> You two are nothing but disappointments to me. Do you want to know what I did? Everyone listening at home, just just hear what just happened. Now, to be well, fair... Full disclosure, then. Full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> now, everyone needs to understand, though, the, the other guys have wives and children, so they have other commitments. I get that. I don't. I woke up at, like, midday today, ordered a pizza, and watched Raya and the Last <laughs> Dragon. That was my day. Okay, how Watch good it. is that movie, by the way? It's excellent. So good. It's so good. So good. So good. Like, okay. love it. What I did, I went to my PC in the corner that I never, ever use because it's a PC. I put in my DVD of Threads and put that on half screen. I then opened up my mm. wonderful Stan app on my computer and picture in picture watched the standard cut and the extended cut side by side pausing at the appropriate moments to see what had been added and what had been removed and taking notes for you Muppets. You're, you're an inspiration. You sent on a, uh, not even a screenshot, but yeah. you sent on 20 seconds mm. of the diner. So very, you might put that on. on our socials. Actually, that'd be good for the socials. Yeah. And I sat there going, yeah, that guy, like I it? said last week, the guy with the mug, coffee mug was a revelation. <laughs> crucial. Just crucial. <laughs> Absolutely crucial. <laughs> So if you guys have a minute, I might uh, run you through some of the wonderful things you missed out on. And to anyone listening who has, and I've spoken to a few friends of mine that um, are massive Stargate fans who have never seen the extended version. They've only ever watched it on stream. They came to it late. So they've only ever watched it on streaming. They don't own the physical copies. So they've never seen, never seen the episode. Yeah. I've always thought this was like a double part, like Mobius and Reckoning and this, but yeah, apparently yeah. not. So to you guys who watched the the standard cut, it opens with Carter on the base seeing Jack and the chick, whatever, and mm. Penny Johnson or whatever it is, cutting to Daniel in the diner and the reveal before the opening credits being Omar as the waitress. Well, the extended cut is about a five-minute sequence of Baal and Anubis. What? Anubis doing this whole, you have failed me, you have betrayed me, blah, blah, blah. Basically just... You caught me monologuing. Uh, I'm going to remake the world in, in my image, blah, blah, like me remake the universe in my image, blah, 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 blah. I almost want to say my favorite Anubis host. He almost has a bit of a pofficeness about him, the way he like articulates his words. I really, really enjoyed it. Is he sitting up on the on the throne and he's kind of scar-faced a bit like yeah he's, he's got the he's got the herpes around his face yeah. he's, he's got the anubis herpes and there's like 400 like fire braziers and stuff like that yeah so they have that big whole thing and then it cuts to the opening credits and then when you come back it's the carter scene the jack scene the daniel scene and all that kind of stuff and then the the most like egregious thing that they cut out is there's a big ceremony where um, Chef from South Park is back mm. and they're on Dakara with Teal'c and Braytac. And, and there's this big like coronation ceremony where he like knights them. And it's like, due to your bravery oh, and blah, right. blah, I now decree you are blood kin to all Jafar. 
and then like all the Jafar kneel to them and they kind of freak out a little bit and then like Braytac picks up Chef and he's like no no Jafar will ever kneel to anyone ever again oh it's so good it is <laughs> yeah so that good. scene is dope and if you notice from that point onwards Teal'c and Braytac always call each other brother from now on and Teal'c calls every Jafar now brother because by like Jafar law, he is blood kin to every Jafar because of this like knighthood that they've basically given him and, and Braytac. Who died and made that guy king, by the way? Who? <laughs> oh, Chef. Chef. Oh, you know, he's just an honored elder, something or other. Yeah, but like, it's like, like as good as that was, that scene, it's like they should have been, it should be like, Revealed a statue of Teal'c <laughs> on Dakara. No, I mean that's just worshiping false gods again, like worshiping no, idols not. again. They're you know, it's appreciating people who fought for your freedom. Mm. Yeah, but it's still putting someone else up on a pedestal. So I kind of like the idea that they all try. It's a to memorial. Do well, no, it's not a memorial because he's not a dead. war memorial. But he's not dead. So no, we need to kill yeah. him before we get that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the definition of a memorial. Like that's. You've got to die to get a memorial. Statues like a on memorial. their own, though. I, 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 I wish that we still were a society that did. I, I know we still have them and we still make mm. them, but not like we clearly used to. Uh, like I, I love the yeah. idea of statues of yeah things. in Rome like, and shit. That yeah, like sick. yeah, that sort of shit. And like you know, then you go and watch you know your your Game of Thrones or or, or you know Lord of the Rings and or, you know different medieval yeah. type that sort of stuff where there are these giant statues of people or whatever. And they're like, so oh, old. Why, why don't we do more of that? Like, because that shit would last forever. And like, I love that. Yeah, we can be this civilized, like a, you know, mm. modern and civilized and progressive sort of like always thinking about the future. And I'm like, but we do need to look back. We need to have this appreciation and, you know, not to bring into what happened in America last year and then pulling down statues of people for whatever reasons from years ago, I, that, but just, I don't know. I, I love the history of, of a statue. So I, I, I see, mm. I see both points actually like, yeah, to that Teal probably would be the type of like, no, 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 don't put me on a pedestal or don't, don't try and teach people beyond my time that I'm someone that should be, worshipped but i also see it as like now this is a means of appreciation like yeah you know, I, I, I mean again you know, no I'm, i i i totally agree if it weren't like if that had been the scene i would have been all for it it's only because then braytac kind of pulls everyone up and says no we are all equals no mm. one will bow before another person ever again i was like oh that's actually yeah. for them as a as a like slave species mm. like that are, that have like revolted and, and taken down their their captors that's actually really poignant. I was like, that's cool. Like, mm. I really, really like that. But yeah, if, if, if we'd been given a, a statue scene, I totally would have gone for that as well. Like life-size, not giant. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What I love though is um, at one point after like the big story, you see like a Jafar holding like the biggest like giant like horn ever that he blows, like it spirals like three times. And I'm pretty sure it's one of those big... Um, the the beasts from the original Stargate film. Remember those big like woolly woolly mammoth bull buffalo things? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's one of their like big curly horns. Fucking and I'm like, cool. that's such a cool touch. Mm. Yeah, because it's like we've never seen a horn. I keep thinking before. of Bantha. Yeah, me too. Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just um, thinking that. While yeah, I agree, Brendan. It should be a life size statue if they're going to make one. 
maybe Teal could have a little bit of input on it, like Cristiano Ronaldo did. Did you ever see that statue? <laughs> yeah, that was like, I think that was a stitch up though, wasn't it? Well, first he had the, the Ronaldo bust one. where it looked like they'd made his head and put it into the oven to set and his face had kind of melted to the side and, and it was like the worst bust you'd ever seen. He looked like the ugliest bloke that had ever lived. He looked like someone yeah. from the hills have eyes. And then you had his actual statue that apparently... And I only say this because it suits the story better, but I had read it that yeah, he had he had a say on and his penis looks monstrously out of proportion. <laughs> but it's like, well, when you the highest paid or one of the highest paid soccer yeah. players in the world, yeah. and you know, you're one of the most sought after, you know, beautiful people, blah blah blah. You got all these endorsements and you want to have, make this statue that makes it look like you have the biggest dick yeah. made power to you. you he posed well. for it wearing three cups. Yeah. I just <laughs> and I just imagine Teal's like they mold him for the statue and it's like, mate, we're gonna have to I know we're we're gonna have to shorten the snake because that looks wouldn't that be sick if he had like if it was Teal Caddy's staff in one hand and the symbiote in the other? Yes. Or a pop of his head. Just crushing it. Um (laughs) you're right, yeah, strangling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That takes me um to an episode of um Scrubs where like there's a this is what I would want for Teal's um statue is like it's bald Teal'c. But then there's like a yeah. hair attachment that's made out of stone as well. <laughs> so you can put it on. Yeah, it's like they, the Ken doll. Who's your favorite too? Um, Lego Batman. That, yeah. <laughs> they did that in um, Scrubs with the ball character um, Ted. And like they did like a bust of him because he's bald. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. And then like they put on the attachment of stone hair as well, mm-hmm. like a big Elvis curl. And he's like, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I kind of want Tilk's like chia pet hair as um as like a separate piece that they could add to his statue. Mm. But uh yeah, the next uh the next bonus scene you guys missed out on, very, very poignant. When uh Pete arrives in the SGC uh to meet Bra- uh Selmac and Jacob, mm. just a great long walk and talk from the lift, from the lift to, to Jacob's room. Just a great walk and talk of just Pete and Sam. <laughs> just you know, just Pete being We're funny. together. We're Pete, engaged. Pete being funny goes, oh, do I get do I get to go? Do I get to go off world? Am I gonna go to the Stargate? And says, like, <laughs> no. Um so. he kisses her and she's like super awkward about it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she does not like her like, personal life and her work life intermixing, despite mm. having almost been involved with so many aliens. <laughs> um, she somehow yeah. doesn't like the idea of her personal life and her, her work life combining like that. When did they get engaged? Because I'd honestly completely forgotten about that. Um, how how long? Uh, how I think long Carter has that did too. Been a thing. Yeah, when I reckon. Did last see Pete. And even regardless of that, I guess wasn't like that him- when they were on a? It was like the most dumbest time to propose. We were paying him out, probably pretty hard about it. Mm. And she's like, "Dude, like, just dumb." Dumb, dumb situation. But I blame Cooper for this. Yeah. I'm looking through the episode. I actually can't remember. Cooper, like, I like the diner stuff. But apart from that, Mm. the rest of this episode's the beeline story is kind of crap. I actually found, yeah, you're right. The, the diner stuff is is really good. Like especially that makes that, the episode. Yeah, that yeah. first, and I don't know how, how how different it is for the extended cut, but just the, a lot the, more, just little like like top and tails of each yeah, scene. Okay. There's just a right. little bit more. Omar openly says when you first see her, like she openly talks about how she helped Daniel quasi ascend again mm-hmm. to bring him to the diner. Like it's it's all a lot of more confirmation rather than just insinuation. 
Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah. I was just thinking that first real meaty conversation between uh, Daniel and, and call me Jim, and a lot of it is being driven by Jim. And he's giving you the history. He's giving you the ins and the outs of the ancients and why things work a certain way. He's the one, like, for, for the most part of that little scene, Michael Shanks is just reacting to stuff. And I'm like, I found myself thinking, you know, pulled myself out of this, out of, out of watching it for a second going, this, this has been going on for like several minutes. And I was just thinking about like filming this and just how much talking there was involved. And like, a lot of this is from a guy who this is his first episode of Stargate. And mm. he is, he's giving you all this exposition and all this backstory and all of this, these little nuggets for the immediate future and all that. I'm like, this is, a, this is very, very good. Whereas the other bit I liked, I liked that stuff because I guess, yeah, like the threads um, from the, from the name of the episode, <laughs> but also as much as we don't like him, I know they obviously had to get to a certain point with Pete and what they needed from him and how we're supposed to, okay, definitively feel about him. I don't know that he's been more annoying than what he was in this episode, especially mm. straight up where he's meeting Jacob. He's like, oh, God, you got one of those stakes in your head. That must be weird. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, okay. One, one father of it's your girlfriend. Weird. Um, two, uh, yeah. he's, he's a general or, or whatever, you know, whatever mm. he was at the time. Um, three, he's an alien. Four, you're in a military base that is absolutely the most secret place on earth what the f are you doing peter shut the f up sit there yes sir no sir shake his hands and let that that oh sake he was the biggest idiot he's ever been in the show but i also felt sorry for him as a character being sort of made that way by the writers because we needed to based on what the other conversations were going on with mm -hmm. other characters around him and anyway actually I, this um... actually just came to me just now in Pete's also defense for being awkward, she didn't even tell him. No, like it's it was a, a surprise. Like I would be filthy on her for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, to meet the the father-in-law and yeah. the fact that he's like That's an alien a big hybrid. Deal. Okay, well, you can I kind of got to be prepared for that? Can I give you guys some information that's going to blow your tiny minds? This is Pete's obviously Pete's final appearance in Stargate. Yay, and it's we his... never see him again. Wait for it. <laughs> It's his final of four episodes. What? Wow. Pete has only been in four episodes of Stargate. Jesus, he made a real impact. And one like... of them wasn't even real. <laughs> okay, so season seven, last season, he was in yeah. Chimera. That's when we're introduced to Pete. That's when he does the creepy stalkery Chimera. stuff. Yeah. And he finds out about everything when they blow up the truck, right? That's the only episode we see him in, in season seven. That's it. Then in season eight, we have the fake Pete in New Order Part Two. Which is when, the replicator. When Carter's being tortured Fifth. by Fifth. And so that's not even real Pete. Then we have episode seven, which was Affinity, which was when Tilk was um, living in his apartment building. So that's, oh, that's when he. That's yeah, the that's episode right. where Pete proposed. He proposed and was completely unnecessary and wrong timing. And, <laughs> and now yeah. we're at episode 18 and they're breaking up. That's it. Wow. Yeah. He's had quite a large impact for... I mean, we didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Wowzers. So, but just on something you were saying, uh, prior to that, Mitch, you were talking about uh, Jim um, pushing everything forward. Can we all agree on a name? I've got two for you. Got, oh, got... shit. Hang on. This just came to me. What? You know when Daniel came back the first time 
yeah. and Jack's like Daniel lost his memory and then made a joke and then Jack and then Jackson Daniel was like Haha, thanks Jim whoa that like some kind of remnant memory that would be kind of cool if it was Ooh, mm. not just I like a joke that. I just... like that so much I've never put that's that together so before. cool me neither till just now that's well really I've got cool. I've got I've got two names we can call him besides Jim for this episode hmm We've got Jim Nubis or Fat Anubis. What what do we like? Big Jim. Big oh big Jim. Big Jim's not bad. I don't mind Big Jim. Or Slim Jim. <laughs> Slim Jim. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, you notice the um the, the basically the only research I did for this episode was when Daniel was reading that newspaper and I couldn't help but kind of pause it and look at the headlines so mm. are you interested in hearing that Let's i know there's the, um, i know there's one big one that is a little bit of a across the universe okay well i'll leave that to you if that's what <laughs> if you're bringing the beatles back i'd be happy with that <laughs> i'm interested because i'm always interested when they do show a a, a paper or a screenshot of a news pa- mm. article online yeah. in film or tv because i'm like You've got to know that people will pause this. So you've yeah. got to put in the work. And do you bother? Do you want one paragraph and just copy and paste it? And and you mm. know, where to where to look at that as a piece of a prop of a movie? Or are we supposed to look at that and go, oh, yeah. in universe, someone fed up? Like yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? If you put it in the in the paper, then it's canon. Because mm. mm. yeah. it says and you um, see some shows like they'll they'll do a headline. But then the body, like the article, is just either gibberish or it's mm. a completely unrelated article. They've just copied and pasted something yeah, from like right. news.com and just puts an <laughs> article about, you know, bleaching your hair or something. Some of it, you could only read kind of half the column, mm. but it was a legitimate story, especially the one, one that says Jackson's still undecided. You read the manuscript, it says Daniel, who's not fully ascended, could in- interpret and comprehend you can read you actually like, you can actually he can read the slogan um in the ascended times tomorrow's news today there mm. yeah, that was the first headline jackson's still undecided the second headline was astral diner to be given infinite status <laughs> so that, well i'm kind of reading into that probably too much thinking have they have the ancients just decided this is where omar's gonna chill from now on yeah <laughs> And the Anubis yeah, can come in and access. They like know. the aesthetic. Like they wouldn't have had a human <laughs> yeah, within true. the last century hey, or so. Try the pie. Yeah. yeah. So like they wouldn't have actually had Boy, someone. Boy, my dog's tired. I yeah. Love that. I love that line <laughs> so much. And so I, I found myself thinking about that. Like after what, two weeks ago, and we're talking about reckoning and, and Maddie was saying he loves Omar. He loves anything to do with Omar. You love Omar so, 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 so much. And I found myself thinking about that watching this because I think I loved her more in this than anything else we've seen her before. Completely. Probably because she was humanized so much more. She wasn't just yeah. this. And I get, I know that's such a, probably a cliche way of looking at it again. Oh, well, I can relate to her. So I like her more, but I don't know. There was, there was still something so magic and majestic about her but it was it was tangible i could reach out and touch it because she was this woman who worked at a diner and really dumbed things down without i don't know it, I, I just i there was all, a, again for all the shit like she looked busy Cooper. too like you know i gotta go and get some yeah. more coffee you yeah know, like there was still this things. um pride about her the way she carried herself she was still mm. very 
like regal, like a lioness for lack of a better description. Like she was like at, at no point, even though she was in this like subservient position, being a waitress, you know, looking after all these diners and Jim coming in and out being a dick. Like at, at, at no point did I feel she was kind of like everything wasn't in control. Like she knew exactly what was going on. She wasn't going to explain it to Daniel because he didn't need to know. Like, yeah, at least mm. it's the best we've ever gotten of Omar, like mm. by far, by far. And they still, she still made Daniel figure it out for himself. Yeah. It's like that's that she goes, I, I walk the line. So maybe obviously that's the line, like she can hint to him, but she can't tell him exactly yeah. what's happening. She can teach him, but he's got to come to his own realization. Yeah. She's not just going to give but him. But even the Anubis does that. Yeah. Slim Jim I does. I fucking that. love that turn. Um, so, did you have any other? Um, uh, yeah. So there was yoga, not the path to enlightenment. Nice. I, I like that one. <laughs> Edge of the universe discovered. Brilliance. That made me think of Stargate Universe and their discovery. Ethereal awareness seminar to be held in Talmat Quadrant. I like that because Daniel's unaware of what's happening. Anubis plans to retake Takara. He he's back and he's badder than ever. <laughs> dastardly plot to regain ancient weapon of destruction and there was another one there which i don't know if you want to do that yeah the across the universe i will across the universe uh one of the headlines you can sort of half see to the right hand side of the paper is wraith on the way to atlantis and you can see the screenshot of like the long atlantis's long distance sensors from the brotherhood showing like the dots of the highs on their way to atlantis ah cool cool yeah because are we yeah are we are we basically right well as chronologically speaking are we where we should be as far as watching these episodes i i think so i know there's a little bit of conjecture with the like the list that people have sent us they say not but if you remember at the end of brotherhood they say the wraith ships will be here in like two weeks two weeks yeah so to me, that kind of tracks because yeah, like okay. from, from Brotherhood, you've got Letters from Pegasus, The Gift, and then you've got the two-part finale, The Siege. Mm-hmm. And then usually we do have SG-1 play first. Yeah. Um, so even <clears throat> if this was first, it's after Brotherhood and it's before Letters to Pegasus. So yeah. if it's tomorrow's news today. Yeah. That's then it. That, it would still, and then still track, yeah. Not mm-hmm. to give anything away from Mitch, but there's obviously letters from Pegasus. Well, now we, the SGC knows what's going on in Atlantis. Yeah. So we'll address that down the track. But yeah. there is also a, a that two weeks is important, but it is also extended. I believe in the next episode they say like the Wraith ships have stopped. So it kind of does buy a little bit more time, but yeah, we'll get we'll get to it in in the siege is is where mm. I'm putting a pin in this in this moment in the, the the two weeks reference. So for me, I think this is all in line where where we where where we should be. So that um, I just want to add this bit at the end. The second play paper that Anubis brought in was the secret plan revealed. Anubis planned to take over Dakara again. The last. So this is the note from this in the wiki. The last article included an exclusive interview with Anubis detailing how he planned to kill each member of SG-1, but whether or not the interview was a reasonably accurate assessment of Anubis's opinions 
or copy of a real interview verbatim is not known because the paper was a mere extrapolation for Daniel to interpret the former is more likely written by Martin Giro. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me one of my favorite top five episodes of all of Stargate was written by Cooper and Giro. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> all right. Well, it let made me, me laugh um, when I heard that. Uh, let me rapid fire through some, um, some of the other um, scenes you guys missed. Omer explains a bit more about stepping in to save Daniel again. Then before Slim Jim gives Daniel the first newspaper, we actually cut away to a Tilk and Braytac scene about Tilk potentially leaving the Tari to take a position he's been offered on the Jaffa High Council. Wow. And it's that whole thing, oh, is he, you know, is he going to leave the Jaffa now that the, the Jaffa are free? So um, so that was there's a lot of a lot of Braytac and um and Tilk stuff gets left by the wayside in yeah, the shortcut. Because that kind of leads me to my the point about my the new Amazon series, if there was ever to be one. There is almost no reason for a Tilk in a mm, yeah, they new really series. did. They really did wrap up his um his storyline quite well at yeah. the end of season. Even season nine and ten, it's a little bit of a stretch sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the next scene that was um that was left out from your edit was just before Tilk and Braytac come back and have their meeting with Sam and, and Jack and everyone in the briefing room, we actually cut to Jack waking up in bed in his house with Penny. Oh the, the right. CIA agent. Like he he's all like looks like he's passed out drunk on his bed. He picks up the phone off the ground and has the conversation. And it's Carter going, Oh, you need to come in, Tilk and, and Braytac say there's stuff going on. And he sits up and Penny's behind him and they have mm. a whole conversation. So you see more of their uh, their relationship before wow. she ends it later on. See that okay, there's already like yes, like the 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 Baal Anubis thing for me is like, how do you cut that out mm. at the start? I in a way. I say that mainly because of the newspaper stuff in the diner, because it's like, oh, Anubis is planned. He's going to retake Takara. And I'm like, do we know? No, we don't know that because we haven't seen him. Like, it would make sense that he would. Why wouldn't he? He's the bad guy. There's this very important weapon that he's lost. So he would want to do that. But it felt like it was that's there in your eyes to read because you already know that as an audience. Yeah. So the fact that we don't, that seems crazy. And, and to me, it's also a great sort of misdirect in that in the in the full length version, you're seeing Anubis as the host. You're seeing his mm. human host, and then yeah. we're seeing we're seeing Jim later on. Whereas if you think, if you cut out that scene, we only see Anubis in his gym form. So I mm. think it almost like forecasts a little bit, like gives it away yeah. almost. Whereas yeah. because we've already seen Anubis as a different host. I mean, I remember the first time I watched it. I only, I like, I've only ever seen the um, the extended version. The reveal that Jim was Anubis blew my tiny mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah, me too. And the turn, like that actor is so good. The way he turns, yeah, and does that like evil cackle, like sipping the coffee. I was like, holy. Yeah, that that watered down episode is very tame. The way I remember that turn was like, holy shit. There's like almost goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. I think to that me, extended it, version, you definitely have to watch that. It feels even more poignant than like full circle when Ascended Daniel was going toe to toe with like gooey Anubis. Mm. Somehow this feels more visceral, more like, oh my God, they're just, because they're just two dudes standing in a diner mm. as opposed to like these two ascended beings. Like 
doing battle with like palm lights on the bridge of a starship, you know? I like the actual line. There's no abbreviation in Daniel's line. It was just, you are Anubis, not your Anubis. Or yeah. Yo, Anubis. It was just like, you know, like you, you are, Anubis. are Anubis. And he's like, bingo. And what's and funny like, oh, is that, shit. well, like I said before, I only watched 25 of the 41 of the short and cut of the 84 minute episode. I I didn't get to that. I didn't get to the turn, obviously, in mm, in what I watched. Mate. But I remember that from 15 years ago. I re- as soon as we got into the diner, as soon as Daniel it cut to the shot where you saw this big fella sitting at the bar, and I'm like, <gasps> I'm I'm Leonardo DiCaprio in that in in the meme going. I'm like Anubis, Anubis is there. That's Anubis. Don't believe a word that guy says. Like I was like, holy shit. And that what I think that's what really stood out for me in that scene that I brought up before. That real meaty first one-on-one exchange between Jim and Daniel at the top of the bar. He's like, look at all these guys. Don't you think someone should go and stop him? And yeah. like, just I, teasing I, him. I just found myself just intently looking at this bloke's face and the mannerisms that he's putting on and listening to every word and every inflection. And I'm like, in a way, do you almost tell that actor, oh no, you're actually this person. Or do you say to him, you've got to be this guy, this little you know kink in the armor along the way you're the guy that no one likes in the diner and then for the for the for that scene at the end if they filmed it chronologically uh, at least his stuff do you nudge him and go actually by the way uh, you're the evil bloke you've been talking about this entire time so we're going to need you to do this either way it it was so well done the point where i haven't seen that turn or that's that part of the episode in 15 years and i as soon as i saw the diner i'm like holy shit this is where anubis pops up as soon as as we finish recording you have to go and watch it yeah i will i absolutely well the thing is now now i'm more i'm i'm regretting more the fact that i haven't been able to find my physical copy of it so that i can watch (laughs) the extended cut because the more you guys talk about it even though brendan wasn't able to watch it either was that i'm thinking of two-part reckoning the 84 minute episode, which would essentially be a two part yeah. threads episode. And then we have uh, Mobius coming up as well. And it's just like, holy shit, season eight, the back half of it was just hit, 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 so hit, loaded. hit. I think so that's there's... what I mentioned a few weeks ago, too. There's so much happening. Yeah. That I'm just like, I can't keep up. Like, my yeah. mind's yeah. like, hang on, we're... we never hear of Dakara. Now it's mm. the most important thing. There's wars going on about Dakara four episodes dedicated to Dakara. And there's just like, what the f- There's a whole bunch of scenes that were cut out of this whole- Zomac is dead. Yeah, where um, where, where Tilk and Braytag have to like keep Dakara because like all the stuff you see Daniel doing in the diner where he's reading the paper, it's like when, you know, when Jim is coming in gloating, oh, it looks like those stupid Jafar fell for, for Anubis's plan. And they, he's set take to, you know, set to poise to take Dakara back, blah, blah. You actually see like Tilk and Braytac side of all that happening, like when they fall for the trick right. and all that kind of thing. So a lot of that gets cut out. But just on what, um, yeah, because I'm like, oh, they're trying to save budget. Why yeah. would you waste so much budget and then not put it in? What yeah, they say, weird. right? Like when when a producer or a studio gives money to a production, give it to a director, you've got this much money. They would rather you, in a way, go over budget than under budget because they want to see the money on the screen you know yeah. they, hey 90 million you go you know what hey guys i'll get it done for 88 they're like you're a pig two more million dollars this would have looked amazing we would have made an extra 
200 million at the box office. We would rather you ask us for five extra than give us two back because yeah. we want to see that money on the screen. So yeah, you're right. All this stuff, I can only imagine even the actors themselves, the shit that they would have rehearsed and the way they would have done things. Well, Bal wasn't even in this episode in your version, was he? Did you see what I'm saying? Yeah, he was in this episode. You have to sit there and what's the script look like too? Like you get a script every week and it's a it's 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 forty five pages long or it's forty page whatever works out to be for you know and then you get this double episode. You're like, oh, unreal. And then who makes that decision to go? Yeah, can we lose? I don't know half of this. Go still make it tangible. There were custom CGI shots. So in the cold open. There's a shot I've never seen, you know, Stargate's good for reusing shots. There's a shot I've never seen before of like a, like a Gua world city with like a couple of gliders just flying mm. into shot. And that's like the mm. opening shot before we get the Baal Anubis scene. Then later on, you actually see a little bit of like space battle of like, you know, um, uh, Hatak approaching a planet and it's a shot that doesn't look like a reuse. They do reuse from evolution that, you know, that weird little base that Jacob and Sam went to, 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 to try and destroy the Carl warriors. It was that weird yeah. sort of base built in the rock. They did a redesign of that. And that was where someone, well, I think where Teal'c and, and Braytac ended up. Yeah, well, We didn't see any Carl warriors. I don't know if you saw it. No, there was that. no Carl warriors in mine, yeah. in mine either. But yeah. So just going back to what Mitch was saying about Anubis's turn. So there's a whole bit in there where when Omar first gives daniel the waffles he goes they have the conversation then as she walks away he goes no syrup and then like spends another two minutes like walking around to the other ascended people in the diner asking to borrow their syrup and they're all just ignoring him Mm. like and then he's like asking questions about where where he is and what's happening and they're all just sitting there fucking eating their soup ignoring him like a bunch of oh yeah and then yeah when you were talking about anubis's turn like i have spoiled a lot of things in this show especially for reese the amount of times I almost spoiled the fact that Omar was the one that helped Anubis ascend. Mm. Oh my God. The amount of times I've had to bite my tongue because I almost gave that away. I'm just like, holy, f- I'm so glad I can actually talk about that now. Yeah, that I don't just, I probably think about it now more than I did when I saw it or rewatched it. The fact that you can then replay that in your head from when we first met Omar, which was. Well, season four. Like when? When do we first meet? Uh, end Omar? of season three, we meet her in Maternal Instinct when she's like Mother Nature. Mm, um, yeah, she was just a glowy she, thing. She wasn't that actress. Yeah, different actress. That, she's that, right. okay. that glowy chick, and then she takes the baby and make, gets all those guys struck by lightning. And yeah, we don't. I think don't that's actually, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah we don't see Mel three. Harris until um, Daniel ascends in Meridian. Okay. Even just the idea, I guess, of of the the being in 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 season three, we've known of her we can at least in hindsight go oh we met her then that was something that she'd already done by then like yeah uh, before that before that like a thousand years ago i think it just hadn't been seen for so before that you know five thousand years before that yeah i i love i love that just a simple reveal like that and go oh my god oh my oh my god like you can just pinpoint all these times that you've come across that person and it's like, oh, it's different now. Like now that I, you can go back and watch that shiny light picking up a baby, going, oh my god, is 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 this? You know, what kind of deity is this? It's like, oh no, that's the person. Yeah, that well, that's gonna... what she says too. Like when she when Anubis came to Keb, he knew what was he was doing. So he sat where Daniel sat. Yeah, yeah. And maternal instinct can probably sat talk to 
the monk at that point mm. and then she helped him ascend so that i guess yeah uh anubis went missing a thousand years ago so he'd been ascended for a thousand years mm. yeah I guess. yeah crazy the crazy, other crazy. question is i think someone wrote this in to us the other day when anubis ascends is it the gold symbiote that ascends what is the like who is jim shouldn't he be a giant snake sit, sitting on a stool <laughs> yeah it is an interesting question because it's like well when he's in his like his smoke form it's quite large yeah so it's like in terms of like when we see daniel ascend like there's almost like a matter transformation in terms of like the amount of glowy light we see seems appropriate for like a, a human size yeah but it's like what happened when anubis ascended did did just the snake turn to energy or like what happened to the host that yeah. would be really interesting. Or to they know. combined? Did they both ascend? Yeah. Did mm. they both like how how intertwined was it? Like, yeah, it's very very interesting. And obviously, yeah, I probably Brad and Rob are probably the only ones that can actually sort of give us. And they probably never that. thought about it. They're like stupid no. nerds. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, can I give you the last couple of uh, really poignant, important scenes that uh, that you guys missed? Oh yeah, that guy had decaf. I remember Super that. Bit. <laughs> no, even even better during the um during the the conference where like where Carter and Jack are being told by Braytac and Teal'c about all the stuff that's going down. Carter's mobile, her cell phone goes off, and it's Pete asking where she is because they had an appointment with the florist because they're trying to. All... <laughs> that's right. And she hangs up on him. She says like, "I'm in a meeting." And hangs up on him or, or doesn't or doesn't even answer the call. And then the, the meeting keeps going. She apologized for her phone ringing. And then like the phone in the corner of the room, you know, where there's always like a guy, like an airman sitting in the corner by the TV screens. He goes, Colonel Carter, you've got a phone call. Oh my God. <laughs> Pete rang the switchboard for Cheyenne Mountain. He asked for Carter. So she's over in the corner going, I'm sorry, Pete, I can't come to the florist because the world's going to end. While Teal'c, Braytek and Jack are sitting there pretending they can't hear her. Oh my God, Pete! Uh, what the fuck, man? At that point, no, I don't know. Like, you like know. at that point, wouldn't fuck flowers? Mm. You know what I mean? Right? And then, but I'm like, as a guy, if my wife forgot about the florist, I would have forgot about it, mm. right? But no, Pete's the one being like, anyway. "Oh, well, we we missed the point with the florist." And then the final scene that you miss is before carter and pete show up to the house where he's like surprise it's like a scene of them driving in the car and he's asking her about cake flavors what kind of flavored cake do you want and she's just so not interested and then he asks about oh how did i go with um jacob and she's like yeah yeah you're fine and he's like what about selmak he's like oh well selmak really liked you as a callback to like the scene she had with jacob yeah and then that's when he's like, "Oh, I've got a surprise for you." And then that's when they go to the house, and she ends it. It was the cake. It was the chocolate cake. It ruined yeah. it. Yeah. Final straw. So yeah, swings and roundabouts. There is so much more to the Daniel Diner scenes that um, you have to watch. But yeah, there's a lot of Pete you got to get through as well. Well, even so... just the uh, the the early scene of O'Neill and the CIA chick, like that changes things because for me, not mm. having seen that scene in the bedroom the first i see of jack and and the cia uh woman 
Penne uh, was Carter walking in, seeing her in there and them sort of, you know, her leaving and it was all very, you know, professional. And then the next scene, she's at the house and it's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I was just about to tell you that I'm like super in love with you and I don't really care what that means anymore. And then Penny saying, oh, this this is awkward. Um, Yeah, we didn't want anyone to know. And I'm like, I feel like at this point, you still could have BSed your way through that this is just a casual thing. Now, we're all adults. We get that it's probably not. But there's nothing to suggest, even to the audience, that this is anything more than the first personal meeting you've had outside of the office yeah this could be the very first thing of hey come over i'll cook you a barbecue like as jack yeah. would do that to someone that he doesn't want to have sex with and do the exact same well thing he invited he carter done, right? several times that's it yeah but he and, doesn't have sex with her so yeah well sure well he invited Tilk too so yeah <laughs> well i mean the man's only human so yeah <laughs> so Tilk went. I, that's just a it's yeah it's, it's weird that they would Obviously, mm. I have to cut a lot if they're keeping it, but if they're going to mm. keep it to one episode, that, that's what boggles my mind. To lose that, that, that changes the context of the next two or three scenes involving those same characters. But then we're still expected to understand that context. Like, for me, the newspaper, it's like, oh, his dastardly plan to overtake. I'm like, but when? We haven't mm. seen Anubis. Like, yeah, okay, but you're you're really stressing this. In two different newspapers, you are saying Anubis is going to do some seriously bad mm. shit. I'm like, we haven't seen him since last episode. And we're just to assume that, of course, he's a bad guy. He wants the bad weapon. I said that before. But I feel like you're following on something that we haven't seen yet. And it's because it was cut. And it's just, yeah, it's really... Like, you think of all the two-parters that we've had, and a lot of them have been good. But we've had at least one, definitely uh, more, more likely two, where we've watched them going, okay, there was like an episode in a little bit worth of content here that they stretched out into two. This one, from what you're talking about, Maddie, sounds like there was more than enough for two, especially within its placement uh, in, in context with the rest of the series. Why the hell do they feel the need to cut half of this to reduce just one episode. Like, is there, is there any behind the scenes stuff that, that we know about this as to why they made this or decision? Not that I'm aware of nothing that I've read sort of explains why this episode was so, was so long, but it's like, when you look back to the first half of this season and it's like, did we need episodes like icon Mm. or covenant? Like, could we not have just dropped those episodes, shifted everything up one episode and given threads a two parter? Yeah. Maybe they were worried that like reckoning and threads as like a four part up was too much. Like, cause it really is, this really is a continuation of reckoning, but yeah, there's just so much there. Mm. As much as I love this episode, I did have a couple of little weird quibbles with it, with some of the time frame where, when Jacob's dying, which by the way, what the actual Robert Cooper, why would you kill Selmak? Get- yeah. I'd completely forgotten about that. Jacob says he should have died four years ago, which puts us like the end of season four. Now we meet him, what, season two or season three when he's got cancer. So maybe that's like his diagnosis is he would have died by like season four. But then like Carter reinforces it later on and says this weird thing about, oh, I almost lost my dad four years ago. And it's like, yeah, no, no. 
No, no way, way long ago. Huh? When four years ago, you guys were blowing up the sun on the Tokra homeworld. <laughs> like, yeah, that was Tokra part one and two, wasn't that season two? That was season two. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what? So yeah, there was some weird, like, Robert Cooper didn't. No one picked map. up on that. No one, no one can. Um, Not even like Amanda Tapping. No one can line. question the great and powerful Robert C. Cooper. They'll no, get fired if that. that's the case. Yeah. Kill their character off. But I bet you Jacob went, no, it's, uh, seven, it's you know, six years and he's like, you're uh, dead too. Not Selmac's just Selmac. Coma. Now, so. Yep, no, not just Selmac. <laughs> Jacob's going with him too. <laughs> see ya. And the other thing that I noticed right at the end when we see the buffest Daniel Jackson in existence, mm. I do love the fact that, like, O'Neill kind of looks at the American flag and then goes, nope, and then yeah. changes to this. And like, I like the fact that there's like that almost like meta thing. It's like, oh no, that's Carter's. Carter's known yeah. for the American flag. <laughs> Let's put Daniel tapping. in an SGC flag. But was it just me or did Braytac really approve of Naked Daniel? They like just cut away to Braytac and he's just got this big grin and he's just like Pretty nodding. open to it. Like he's looking Daniel up and down. And I'm like, <laughs> is he sexually attracted to Daniel or is he just... Yes remembering the Daniel he met in season two, the nerdy, long-haired, skinny guy, and he's just mm. proving it how much of a warrior Daniel's become and how out. buff he is these days. He's like, yeah. oh, he's a warrior now. He has pectorals. <laughs> I mean, either, either one I'm down for, but I kind of like the idea of Braytag being yeah. like the SGC's Dumbledore that turns out he's actually been into dudes this whole time. Yeah. That would be awesome. Oh, shock. Yeah. Didn't we say that once that he... I'm sure we've said it. A few I'm times. sure we've, we've said a lot of things. We've said a lot of things. Braytek bangs Daniel. Pretty sure. Yeah, maybe. Pretty sure maybe, he does. Maybe Hushark is um is Gua Wold for Go Go Boy or something like that. You know. Yeah. You know, maybe, sure. maybe that's why Frotak was in a dress all those years ago. Like he was wearing the skirt because yes, Braytek was just you know. <laughs> he wears a silver emblem for that reason. He's the he's the gimp. Yeah, that's the Google equivalent, the Jafar equivalent of like uh uh what are they was in the in the eighties? It used to be like a code where it's like gay guys would wear like an earring in their left ear as code or something yeah. like that. That's the Jafar equivalent. Is a is yeah. a silver emblem. <laughs> Braytek's just not out yet. That's why he's still gold. Yeah. He's still living in the closet. He's got two on. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I like I said I before I I completely forgotten about the the Selmac thing. Like when we first went into that room and he's laying on the bed and like you know you know like in a split second like a thousand thoughts go through your head and i found myself thinking about hey well as we all are a stargate fans of the amazon and mgm thing and what could it be and uh, which characters could come back and blah 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 and i'm looking at at uh at selmac jacob sitting there in the bed and i'm like oh it's such a shame that you know carmen agenziano you know is no longer with us so he wouldn't be able to to come back um uh, jacob that's uh that's that's a big shame and then I'm, and then like within 10 seconds jacob is telling samantha oh by the way i'm dying and or selmak's dying and i'm gonna die with him and i'm like oh so it doesn't really matter but poor old carmen wouldn't have a job even if he was still with us because his character's gone okay well this sucks and again because you look I, I always partner him and uh and Braytech with you know they seem like a similar vintage mm. and you get what's oh god for I'm, I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden what's the actor's name tony oh. tony, tony Amendola. Amendola. and he's like he's pretty active on twitter and stuff he gets Star Trek fame. And, 
Yeah, um, right. Thank you. And uh, you know, he's getting involved. So I'm like, oh, we could we could sign him back up, you know, easy. But I'm like, oh, you know, you don't get Jacob. And so that really threw me that scene too. It was like it was the first time that I was watching it because I'd completely forgotten that he was gonna die and it wasn't just gonna be one of those characters that lived on past season yeah. ten, but didn't. And the show cool up. thing is the cool thing is well, if you go back and rewatch Reckoning, you you can see the part where Selmac goes into a coma yeah he references like right after yeah yeah, because jacob slumps forward and carter's like you're all right and he's like yeah yeah i'm good that's the moment and that was the moment that selmak just yeah really really cool yeah but um it kind of annoyed me that jacob dies too would have been cool to see jacob kick along Mm. or if he not necessarily get a new symbiote but just you know, with those memories of Salmac as, as well. Mm. Can't they, like, as far as we're aware, the Tok'ra have perfected the symbiote removal, the Gwa'uld symbiote. Yeah. Surely, if a Tok'ra is in the coma, he can't, like, they could take him out. Yeah, there was that there was that cheeky line they threw in to sort of debunk that where Jacob says he was being um he was being selfish by holding on to Selmac too long. And the whole um symbiote removal process relies on the symbiote not really like killing the symbiote before it releases toxins. And Mm. so it's like when what they're trying to insinuate, I think, is when Selmac went into his coma. He'd, he'd started like Selmac started releasing toxins and the toxins have been slowly killing Jacob for the last couple right. of weeks. So he couldn't mention it immediately. Oh shit. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like Jacob decided two weeks ago that like when they stopped Anubis, it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to die with Selmac. Maybe he was just happy to, he's probably yeah. just figured I don't want to live with that Selmac anymore. It did seem a little bit lazy to me, given that the episode is called Threads and we're trying to wrap up all these threads. For the last, what, season, they've been hinting at this whole thing where Selmak and Jacob are kind of on the outs with the Tok'ra High Council Mm. and we never get any resolution to that. Mm. So, yeah, it would have been nice to maybe put another symbiote in Jacob and then he has to leave. Like has he, once he's done it in the past, remember he said, Oh, Sam, I have to go away for a while and mend fences with the Tokra, blah, 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 mm. blah. That would have been a nice way to, you know, ship him off and not kill off the character. But I think they kind of did it as a, as a story point for Carter, like to push her over the edge to not marry Pete. Like, for for Jacob to have that deathbed conversation that to me almost throws back to um, Grace in the imaginary conversation that Carter had with Jacob about are you happy with your life blah 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 it was kind of like a a part two of that with a real Jacob this time and it was almost enough for Carter like losing her dad was enough for her to take stock and go oh okay do I really want to be with Pete but it's a big character to lose to do that yeah i know especially but I do when also she went think... didn't she was that before or after when she went and saw jack uh i feel like no, she it's, went, it's i feel like she after already because spoke... she's at jack's when she gets the call that that selmak is dying yeah that's and then she that's leaves. what i found weird about it like she was 
clearly not in denial to herself that she loved Jack because she was about to tell him. Which you think would have ended him. the relationship with Pete. Like if she'd come out to, yeah. to Jack and said, I love you, let's be together, that would have ended the, the relationship yeah. with Pete. But then when when um, Jacob says, oh, yeah, I want you, just want you to be happy, she's like, I am happy. Like, yeah, but like, don't let rules get in your way. She's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what he's talking about. Like you just said, she said, she told herself that in grace. She's about to tell Jack that she loves him. There's no reason, yeah, for Jacob to have to die for her to trigger that. Yeah, that was that was a, maybe the the yeah the sequence was strange, but yeah, I think also at this yeah. point too, I believe they thought season eight was going to be the last season as well. Yeah, they did because I do remember in one of the special features, like they there's a whole special feature from Mobius, and it's like the last day of Teal'c ever. And it's like his last yes, scene or whatever. Right. Yeah. Pimps that um, that bitch Pappas. Pimps, pimps that that bitch Pappas. <laughs> um, at which point, well, yeah, obviously, kind of... you know, that was kind of pointless. Even, I guess even up until the DVD special feature, they thought this was yeah. going to be the final season. And then we came back for another two. So it is, it is an unfortunate way. Like, I guess in the same way they said back in season seven, they killed off Janet because they thought there was only about five episodes left of the show. Like season seven was going to, was going to end. So mm. there wasn't going to be a lot of missing Janet. Maybe they did the same thing with, with Jacob. They're like, okay, well, you know, we've only got Mobius part one. one and two left. Yeah. We'll kill him off. But yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. They forgot their own rule. Nobody ever really dies. Even just the science behind it, I guess, with the uh, gold Tokra symbiote, how that how that works. The actual snake, like the idea of you know, it came in and cured. What did he have? He had cancer, right? He had like cancer, came yeah. In, yeah. Cured cancer in an afternoon while it was having a nap. <laughs> like it didn't take any effort whatsoever. Yet, yeah, while it was um, weak, really yeah, weak. That's right. And I'm thinking, so uh, uh, the symbiote releases toxins. And they can't take it out because it will force it to release more toxins, even against its will, obviously, or it's already done the damage. And I'm like, so what would be, so the idea of, okay, we could strip out Selmac, throw in another willing Tokra symbiote to patch mm. him up and then take it out and find it a proper host or put it back in its old host or something. Mm. So like a, a, a symbiote can't cure the toxins released by a symbiote body. Like, Okay, I, I guess not. it makes sense in a way that it's like we well, it can't cure its own sicknesses or its own toxins, but it can cure everything else. But it was like yeah. that was never even an option, like that Carter wouldn't yeah. throw out there. If she's smart, give it to a dumber person, in a dumber character going, what about this? And they go, no, that wouldn't work because, because here I am, the idiot viewer going, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you do this? Wouldn't yeah. this work? And I need someone from the show to remind me no, we've already discussed this and it wouldn't happen because. Something I found a little odd too was, um, and a few people have um, slipped in my DMs and, um, and asked me to talk about this because we do know that Robert C. Cooper is a little, I guess, conservative in, in, in certain ways he thinks. Like we know from, from was it Lost City, he was, we spoke about how he was very uncomfortable about like Jack touching Teal'c's face. He didn't think two men yeah. should be doing all that kind of stuff. A couple of people pointed out to me, like when we meet um, Selmac, Selmac is in a female host and Selmac is always referred to as a she. 
but uh, Jacob very much in this episode keeps referring to Selmac as a he. Mm. Now I know they do say like, do I will like the symbiote, like the actual species are asexual. They can sort of, you know, they can go either way, I guess. But I just think it's quite interesting in like 2021 when, you know, pronouns and gender identity and all that kind of stuff is very sort of a, very much a hot topic. I feel like if, if Stargate did come back and there were gold and stuff like that, it it would be an interesting, just just like, I have no problem with Jacob referring to Selmak as a she, like he's holding a female host, like he's holding a female gold. But I almost feel like because of what we know about Robert Cooper, he wouldn't have been comfortable with, with Jacob referring to Selmak as a she. Yeah. And now suddenly he's referring to Selmak as a he. What are you trying to say, Maddie? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just, Cooper, it's just interesting comments. I mean, Cooper is a little bit homophobic. There we go. I've said oh, it. There you go. Um, <laughs> <You've heard> it. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's interesting. Like, I mean, that may not have been the case. I mean, who knows? Cooper may have forgotten mm. the fact that Selmak was usually in a female host. I think because Selmak takes over Jacob, you know, and he's up and then he's talking in, the de- in Jacob's deep voice. So you're like, ah, oh, it's a he. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, but then you're right. It's, they're completely asexual. The flip side to that too is Osiris. Now Osiris was yeah. a male, a quote male. unquote, male Guaul yeah. who took a female host. I don't remember there ever being any gender pronouns for Osiris in terms of talking about he or her or him or he. like it was just Osiris. They were talking about Sarah as her. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. So I mean, it's obviously been done in terms of a, you know, male guaul in a female host and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I just, I think because it's such a sort of, sort of heavy topic at the moment. That's sort of you know, very much in the sight guy. So I thought it was interesting. It just sort of, it just sort of pricked my ears up. It, it twenty twenty one to me when I was listening yeah. to it. I went, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it actually twenty twenty one me last week when uh, Weir was doing all those messages to. Um, uh, the families of the fallen soldiers. And while it was very much like a, well, it, it certainly worked out as an editing trick because she was doing this narration and they dissolved and faded in from one eulogy essentially into another. And like, he was a very brave soldier and he did these wonderful things and it would fade in. like, and well, she acted very bravely and she was this and blah, blah. And then they transition again into and while I never really met him, I heard he was great and he always mentioned his family. I'm like, okay, that's that's a that's a little rocky montage there. That's to tell us audience because you went from guy to girl back to guy that you've done this 50 times or however many people have died. Yeah. But I was also like just imagining like a family getting a video from this random civilian who's running a military observation going and he did this and he was very brave and the family going um it's actually they how dare (laughs) how how dare you so okay so he had a male body actually z you actually Uh... misgendered him you animal like sure he was over the other side of the galaxy but you sent back a message yeah yeah, you're you're saying that it that they were a he, you're a pig, we are. Um, so that's fine, Maddie. I think it's, yeah. but it made it does, you know, because I guess in such a, a simple, perhaps conservative, easy to digest way of, of understanding it, it would make sense for Selmac to have remained a female, like we assumed they were, uh, when well uh, they were in their uh, initial host when we met them. 
um, that it was it was a she. It was yeah. a her because it was a it was a female host, if if that's how they identified. Um, I'm going to talk about this like it was in 1998 because it was. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a female host, so we're assuming that it was a female thing because they kept saying she. Now that it's and in- they and they said like Selmac had been in that host for quite a long time. Like Selmac had ridden that host hard. Like there was nothing <laughs> left of that host. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so Mike had definitely identified as female for quite a long and time. And then Jacob has a lot of memories of riding dick. He definitely would, <laughs> definitely. So you never really um, go with that. He's right. He's like, I'd rather die than be without those fresh memories. <laughs> how my tooth had a bit of an issue mm. with um, Joel and I being in a male host. When yep. Sam Sam was giving mouth to mouth to that guy, and she's like, "Yeah, I was, he was in the." guy and he's like what oh god <laughs> i totally forgot about yeah. that yeah because mm. nothing was like oh it must have been an emergency for for joel yeah, and i to take a male host he wouldn't have Ugh. Gross. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. so do we like, think oh. that martuf ever sell mac so that jacob actually has memories of martif is that is that where we're headed he Definitely just remembers the teeth. That's all he remembers. <laughs> right on the back of his him. head. Wow. Oh, I yeah. mean, that oh, review yeah. you read last week is just spot on, basically, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all we have to do is not release this episode for three weeks after last week's episode. It's weird. Completely spot on. <laughs> but that's what, yeah, as I'm saying, it made, made, would make sense in a way because of Jacob saying, oh, we just thought we could make your wedding. Like as if that was somehow important to sell Mac. Mm. It's a 2,000-year-old Tokra symbiote is now, like, you know, nestled up. And yeah. sure, we'll extend the with Jacob life. for, like, five years. Yeah, like, yeah. It will, he will extend the life, life. Of, of Jacob, but otherwise has known him for four pincy-sized years. Mm. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, God, there's one thing I wouldn't miss in this galaxy. Baal aside, <laughs> Anubis aside, and then, Replicator yeah. and Dakara aside, I want to see your daughter marry the bloke that she doesn't love. That's Selma, really, yeah, Selma really knows important. deep down that they don't, he's not yeah. the one. Yeah, he was in a coma and he still like popped up and was like, Peace she man. isn't ready. And <laughs> <laughs> so Jeez, it would just make sense the idea that like Jacob, it's like he and his wife or he and his female mm. life partner saying, we just wanted to make your wedding because it's like either way you're yeah. going. Like, you know, if you got rid of it, it's like we wanted to make it. So it's like, it sort of makes it it's like uh, a female. Step, it's like your new part. It's like your new spouse's kid getting married and they already grown mm. up and you're like eh, I guess well and, and someone you've known <laughs> for like like an infinitesimal length of time yeah, yeah. Like I, I just did the math like two thousand years is a hundred and four thousand weeks mm. so it's like it's really the equivalent of like jacob has known like selmac has known jacob for like the equivalent of us knowing someone for maybe like a week mm. yeah like there's <laughs> oh no no i definitely wanted to make it to the wedding yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah. going to put myself into this coma just to make it to Sam's wedding to Pete. <laughs> Even if I have to kill your dad to do it, I will be at your wedding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, he knows Jacob intimately. So yeah. it's, it's more than that. But yeah, definitely he know, he's known Sam for a mm. week. Yeah. yeah. Equivalent of a week. So it's like, oh, she's nice. And I guess that's, that would make sense too with why, like Jake, like you said, Jacob, like he, part of him probably just wants to die with, with yeah. Selmax to not be without him because there would be such a, 
a deep state of connection that mm-hmm. as humans deep, we can't deep we go oh, so deep we can't possibly <laughs> understand that they're just full you know avatar up touch the tails thing like we understand each other <laughs> on like a yeah, <laughs> reverse <talking>. ultron <laughs> <laughs> that 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 would actually be that would be understandable from the, for those characters that one's dying. It's like, yeah, I'd rather die too. Well, there's so much else you're going to miss out on my wedding, my family, my, my life, beyond this, you know, your other families yeah. and the, the galactic war that's going on that Selmak is going to die regardless, but you could stay here and help us. Like, yeah, but he was my best friend. I'm going to yeah. die with him. So yeah. And then weirdly, no, <laughs> no funeral okay. scene. Like, like, yeah, that's what. Did, did Jacob get Full buried? Black widowed him. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Did he? Did he get a Kawush funeral? Like, Dreyark even got a funeral. She got like a funeral pyre for ten minutes that we had to sit through. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing for for yeah, for Selmak and Jacob. 10. Yeah, Daniel had a ceremony when he wasn't even dead in fire and water, and we had a full <laughs> ceremony for him. Yeah, nothing for Jacob. I'm assuming and Selmak was there. He could have been like, "Hey, that thing we did for Daniel." Do that for me. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's like did the did the Tokra take his body back to where they were and do like a Tokra Kawoosh funeral? Would mm. Sam have been like, no, I want I want Jacob buried here on Earth? Like what? Mm. You know, it's questions. Just a lot. Of, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Just a lot of threads. Just a lot of threads yeah. left hey, over. There we go. Fucking Cooper. Fucking <laughs> Cooper. No, I do love this episode. This will this will be in my top ten of the entire series without a doubt. Wow. Love it. Love it. Love it. Mainly just all the Daniel and Omer stuff. Yeah, that's good gear. So good. All right. Well, that's our threads. Episode 184 of Get Into Gate. We'll be back again talking about the Pegasus Galaxy on our next episode. Uh, Past letters from Pegasus, Maddie. I've got no idea what's coming up next for It is uh, what you would also call getting to see uh, Daniel Jackson, nothing but a flag. A gift, mate. Next week's episode is oh, the gift. The gift, 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 gift. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen now because we're, I mean, we're really building up after last week to whatever the hell is coming at the you're end in, of the season. So you're in for a treat, buddy. You are in for a treat. I don't even know how to read you, so how dare you? So <laughs> that's next week on Get Into Gate. If you've, uh, if you are new to the show, then uh, yeah, go check out all of our old podcasts and your favorite podcasting outlet. Just search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast uh drop us a long form email to our uh hairy mailbag or what we're now calling our letters from pegasus and uh, uh i believe it's our peg our ass peg our ass peg yes. our ass with your letters um <laughs> get into gate at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials facebook twitter or even instagram i mean and if and if you'd like to tie up any of our loose threads oh, thank you check out our patreon guys good call Patreon forward slash get into gay, something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just Google it. Google it, guys. Just do what Hol- uh, Holly from Holly from Lonnie's. I almost said Lonnie from Holly. Uh, just do what Holly from Lonnie says and just Google it. Now, I wish we had the energy to say, hey, on our Patreon, that's where you can get the double length version of this podcast where we Woo-hoo. basically just talk about everything we've talked about but for twice as long, but um, yeah, we're not doing that, but uh, yeah. you know, that's also where you can find some longer stuff. Some I mean, stuff, blah, you can blah, find blah. one of our longest podcasts ever. That's just Brennan and Jaws just talking to each other. Mm. What's that? There's like a four hour like chat or something up there. There's something yeah. crazy. Long. Three hours. Oh, we split into two. 
There you go. I mean, <laughs> there's your fucking double-ended, double-lengthed and whatever well, you want. We're waiting for you guys to join and then it didn't happen. So we're just like, oh, okay. Brilliant. That's a podcast. There's magic here. Let's make it. There's <laughs> some funny things. I couldn't be bothered editing too much. Well, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash get into gate. Uh, otherwise, I'm uh, Mitch underscore Lewis, Twitter and Instagram, if you could be bothered. And I'm not going to be upset if you can't. Maddie, where are you? At <laughs> uh, High Pitch Maddie. Uh, uh, Brendan, sell yourself yeah. as well as I did. Where are you? Mate, I'm at the Clag. Oh, don't, no, you're not. Ah. No, you are not. That is me. Mitch has, the Mitch has so little, and you're going to take that from him as well? Yeah. How dare you? Is that guy of old Top Gear? I am the Stig. I am the Clag. That's who uh-huh. I am. So, I'm I am at the, the Bren Gibson. Look, jump on the Instagram. I'm pretty slack with that stuff, but do it anyway. Something could happen. Who knows? Hey, yeah. The thing Just is, sometimes, shot, as they say. Yeah. Yeah, no, sometimes too much is too much. And then you get mm. the little nuggets of gold from mm. people that post far less. Is it uh is it too late to peg our ass? Are we still pegging our asses at the end of the episodes or yeah, let's do one. I uh I got one here from uh Rice Crisp. <laughs> uh a little bit of a story here. Oh my, so I'm in class last week and the instructor used the phrase tiny writing. I of course <laughs> I, of course, burst out uncontrollably giggling as my brain remembers you making fun of Daniel Jackson and him talking about tiny writing. So everyone in the class is staring at me, wondering if I've totally lost my mind. In brackets, yes. uh, Because I have no way to explain why it's so funny. By the way, I'm the instructor. I said it. So now my (laughs) class just thinks I'm crazy. Thanks for that. That's hilarious. Thank you, Arise Crispy. We uh, got a DM from Niall Monaghan, the great Niall. Niall. Um, Chatting back and forth. Niall writes, listening to Menace and all the talk of Hammond pulling himself asunder over the self-destructor reminded me that the Irish word for masturbate directly translates to (laughs) self-destruction. I mean, that sounds... That's almost too good to be true it, it sounds too good to be true i don't uh, even i don't want to like you know go behind the curtain or whatever they say to to find out because no, i don't want to know no i don't want to know I'm i want to believe to, that I'm, i believe now i want to 2021 this shit and just believe it because someone sent it to me as fact that was great i like that even if it's bullshit look i'm Appreciate yeah i'm happy to like i'm happy to rubber stamp that let's do it that's official. I got one. It's we'll a just, long we'll one. We'll just rubble stamp it. Kale Buchanan, uh, right? Oh, he says in the eleventh of October, twenty twenty. Uh, so he said this a little while ago, but it was it was a, it was a while before <laughs> that that he's referencing. He was channel hopping on the TV. Then boom, the Gamekeeper episode comes on. Not a great episode, but Daniel's parents dying over and over again was a massive turn on for me. It made oh, me want to rewatch the whole SG One again for maybe the sixth time. Thinking I'm the only Scottish person to watch this show, I wanted to enjoy it with actual Stargate fans. So I went looking for a podcast, and then I found these guys. Boom. The Get Into Gate podcast is the V with two E's. It's like the greatest, the greatest Stargate podcast. Actually, it's just the greatest podcast out there. It's funniest piece of entertainment you could listen to. They're big fans of the show, but they know there are many flaws. Mm. And uh, look, not to be a stickler, 
But I find it funny that when you say there are many flaws, you spell there, T-H-E-I-R. Oh. So I don't, know, I, I don't know whether you're being funny. I hope you and are. I'm not going to look into it. That's up there as one of your like biggest, oh. biggest like ticks, isn't it, Mitch? Yeah. It, it, really, for me at the moment, I think my biggest one is apostrophes. It's like, consider oh, them shit. currency, guys. Don't overspend them. Also, don't underspend them. Uh, anyway, it's a- That's it's something a, that never sunk in with me is- is the the non-plural use of the apostrophe s mm. i still don't quite get it i know i know well, I I, a, lot of, a lot of people I don't i've seen someone in a sentence write like you know um that they've got two dogs and d-o-g-s and mm. they're like oh and me and my three friends and it'll be you know d apostrophe s i'm like Ooh. why why is that a why your friends what your friends what doesn't matter mm. doesn't doesn't matter doesn't matter you got me started if you if you had to only deal with one uh issue ever again and it's the there there and there versus mm. two two and two mm. which one do you think you could live with if it was if, if you could if you could mm. get rid of it so that no one ever made that typo ever again but you had to keep like say for example you got rid of all the theirs mm. and for the rest of your life every single person put the wrong two in mm. could you live with that or <laughs> could you get rid of everyone gets two right but every single person gets their wrong like which one is is more is the greater evil for you i think i could live with the, the theirs actually i think really? i could live with the theirs because they mm. i feel like i read like that i had to go back a second because i feel like i could read it and not entirely notice it and whereas the twos i found when people say oh i've i've done it too many times and it's just a to and i'm like it, it yeah. actually catches me first or when they say oh, um stupid that's yeah. what i feel that's what i feel. <laughs> see for me it's stupid the one that really grinds my gears is when people get the um they apostrophe re wrong mm. Mm. that's the one that i find myself correcting strangers on the internet like if they do a post <laughs> or a tiktok or something like that i will literally there'll be a tiktok and there'll be words on it and they've used the wrong there and i will literally just put in the description yeah I'll put the asterisk and correct to t-h-e-y apostrophe r-e that's the one mm. oh. that gets me more than anything else this is dangerous information that i've given out to the internet now <laughs> i'm afraid what it's going to mean for my dms and my tweets mm. um, and just youtube as well uh, yeah. What that means? Um, yeah. Your and your really grind my gears. Mm. Yeah, you're amazing. I'm like, you're amazing. What? Because you haven't put an apostrophe re in there, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. I, yeah. yeah. Well, what? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll fill I in do. The gaps, yeah. Don't I, get me wrong. I love a contraction, so I love an, an apostrophe re. Like yeah. I just love any anywhere I can use one of those. Yeah. Look, I, I apologize to Cal. Look. <laughs> you started a we, conversation we weren't yeah. entirely judging you it, it, it was other now people mitch that... brought this one up i want yes. to read this one is that for the is that the reason what no 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 i, I should really get back to his thing i i apologize well, that, was, okay, that wasn't sorry. why i brought it up i thought we were done that's um, why i okay. digressed um uh look you know he's saying a lot of wonderful things and i don't want to read that just because it sounds like we're up ourselves after i've kind of slagged off on one word that he wrote anyway um <laughs> When I was a younger man and growing up with four sisters, it was hard to jack Oof, off to Freya dude. in peace. But with these guys, really, I know Freya? we can do it together while humming the Stargate theme tune. You are now my Aussie brothers. I'm about to start <laughs> listening to season seven. This is my second review of Get Into Gate podcast. I was going to leave a review after I've caught up, but I just got too excited. A few things I might add in the cure. 
how did that big giant sack of a Tokra symbiote slide her way into that woman? Reese, being mm. a massive Braveheart fan, gives me 17 massive hearts. I've honestly watched it <laughs> loads too. of times, but I still don't understand what the hell happened at the end of Full Circle, apart from everybody being dead. In the episode, Dead Man Switch <laughs> didn't flash Gordon say he had a son uh, on Sokar's planet, so True. did SG-1 oh. kill him? due to blowing everything up star trek discovery and i never thought i'd say i'm gonna have to go back and watch dead man switch but i think i am now (laughs) you might have to wow Uh, this one you'll enjoy star trek discovery and picard is the worst sci-fi i've ever seen alex kurtzman is the cooper of the star trek world he's a whore (laughs) (laughs) i'll take all of that except for nepenthe nepenthe and picard is but yeah and uh, we can all agree Apophis died like a punk bitch. Much love. Cal Buchanan from Falkirk in Scotland. Fantastic. Oh, I love it. Brilliant. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we sign off for another week. Hallelujah. Get into gates. We'll see you back in the Pegasus Galaxy next time. All right. Bye. What a gift. Goodbye. Farewell. Bye bye now. Bye-bye. Get into geek. Masturbate.